It's beginning to look like diet season. And today we're going to review the latest diet, the green Mediterranean diet. Yes, go green. Or in this case, polyphenols, which are more colorful. Today, on Fork You, we will discuss the latest green Mediterranean diet, which promises to decrease belly fat, decrease liver fat, decrease cardiovascular disease, and make you think better. But not only are we going green, but we're going to give you the hottest new plant since quinoa. Yes, quinoa, the grain that overtook the United States in 2007, the ancient gluten-free grain from the Andes. But this new plant, this one you don't have to go to the Andes or the African Rift. It can be grown sustainably, hydroponically even. And it has a good source of all of those essential amino acids, just like quinoa. And unlike most plants, it is a source of vitamin B12. And now, the green Mediterranean diet and the mysterious new plant, one that you might even be familiar with. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, busting myths, and teaching you a little bit about food as medicine. Have you ever heard of the green Mediterranean diet? I mean, the standard Mediterranean diet is pretty green, but for the last few years, a group has been publishing the results of this new version. This group out of Israel have several studies where they compare the standard Mediterranean diet to healthy dietary practices to their new green Mediterranean diet. So what's the difference? In the green diet, they were a bit more specific as to what the people ate. For example, in the green Mediterranean diet, they all had one ounce of walnuts a day. <clears throat> I mean, I can do that easily. Walnuts are easy to find. They're a great source of polyphenols and omega-3 fatty acids. And nuts are a part of the standard Mediterranean diet. So if you want to be specific, why not? They also had three to four cups of green tea a day. I can do that. I usually have coffee in the morning and black tea in the afternoon, but changing it to a flavor green tea is possible. I kind of remember the first time I tried green tea. It was four decades ago in the city of Chicago in a place called the Mellow Yellow Restaurant in Hyde Park. A wonderful place that served the most amazing crepes, my favorite, the Harper Nut, which contained chocolate, peanut butter, and ice cream. Hence the Harper Nut. Who could not like that? Anyway, they offered green tea for the first time. Now, this was a tea restaurant also. They were some of the founders of some of the first tea distribution in the United States. And I said, sure, I'll try some. It tasted like pond water. Anyway, four decades later, they make it a bit better now. And latest research indicates that green tea has a little more polyphenol content than black tea. By a bit. But wait, there's more. There's the secret ingredient, the new plant. But first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Modify Health. It's the holiday season, and sometimes I just don't find the time to cook. Going out to eat isn't a great option either, especially if I want to have healthy food. So as a proponent of the Mediterranean diet, I like Modify Health because they offer a variety of healthy dishes delivered fresh to your door, and you can have them ready in five minutes or less. Today, I had the herb, chickpea, and quinoa salad, two Mediterranean diet points, and it was healthy and filling. Want a discount? Go to modifyhealth.com, and when you check out, use the code SIMPSON25, and you'll get a 25% discount on your first order 
and free shipping. Go to modifyhealth.com. So decreasing red meat is a part of the Mediterranean diet. And it turns out to have a tremendous impact on the reduction of belly fat as well as liver fat. But they reduce red meat and change it with a shake. And they make it from frozen cubes of the mankai plant. Never heard of it? The plant is from Wolfia globose. It is raised in a sustainable manner, hydroponically. And here's the great thing. It has all the essential amino acids. Kind of sounds like quinoa. Now, if you go back in time, or as old as freak like me, quinoa really didn't appear in grocery shelves in the United States until after about 2006. In the fact, the plant almost became extinct. And in the 1940s, some people went into the Andes and found these traditional farmers harvesting this grain for their use. Like any small world where it's discovered, they started looking at it, tasting it. It didn't taste bad. And they began to analyze it. It first came to the United States in 1976, but only to a few places. Then they discovered that the grain contained all of the amino acids needed for a human to survive, unlike any other plant at the time. And then, on bonus number three or four, is it was gluten-free. So for those of you who don't remember, gluten was the evil of 2006. And in 2011, that horrific book, Wheat Belly, was published. No, your belly is not from eating wheat, and no, your brain isn't foggy because of carbs and pasta. Quinoa, therefore, tripled in sales between 2006 and 2014, going from restaurant only into the grocery store shelves. But now, this is my prediction for this new plant. But you don't have to go to the Andes to get it. In fact, it's growing in your favorite pond. The other name for Wolfia globosa, the mysterious ingredient, duckweed. If you have an outdoor pond, that's what you might plant in it to make it look nice. That's what ducks and geese like to eat. So, it should be easy to find duckweed on Amazon in a shake, right? You can't. Well, try and find those mysterious cubes to put in make a shake. Must be on there, right? Uh, they stopped selling it in the United States in January of this year. Oh my. Reading about the product makes you think it's the next quinoa. So what do you do? Do you plant duckweed in the fountain? I mean, get it easily enough. Am I ever going to get rid of belly fat because I don't have this frozen cube to make the shakes to replace red meat for dinner? Well, while the shake was to replace red meat or poultry for dinner, it turns out the highest quartile that had the most effect only had three shakes a week, replacing it with red meat. I'm not sure most people are going to do that. So to put this in context, these green diet authors were out of a company in Israel where they provided the employees who wanted to participate in this with the walnuts, the green tea, and the shakes. They supplied them the shakes in terms of these frozen cubes of concentrated pond plant, and they would drink that as a shake instead of having red meat for dinner. And it did have an impact. Those who had three shakes or more a week did have less belly fat, less liver fat, and they did okay. But in the U.S., you can't find it now, except as duckweed that you can grow in your pond. Here's the other thing that bothers me. Do you know it was mainly grown in a place in Gilbert, Arizona? Gilbert, Arizona. I lived a few miles from there all those years. It was just next door to my office, practically. I was close to the hottest plant that now we can't even get. 
So why did they use that plant? Well, it's easy to grow, obviously. Duckweed grows just about everywhere. It's sustainable, yes. It's high in protein, which is great. It's also the only plant that we know that contains a source of vitamin B12. So it's perfect for all those people who are vegan. They love it. But to be quite honest, I have yet to find a green shake that's healthy that makes me happy. In fact, most green shakes have to be less than 40% green or they taste horrific. I have a few recipes for green shakes in terrysimpson.com, and they're at least 60% or greater fruit, like pear, banana, apple. Even the last mango shake I had, which had a little bit of wheatgrass in it, that wheatgrass just ruined the flavor of a perfectly good mango shake. So what can we use to replace duckweed? Well, the purpose of this was to have a diet that was rich in polyphenols. So what can we replace our red meat with that has that variety? One possibility is tofu. Others include more seeds in your diet, more colorful berries. Berries have a lot of polyphenols in them. Blueberries have about 563 per half cup, and that's about 35 calories. Or maybe more fish and less red meat. So while I don't think that the Holy Grail will be found in a duck pond, it certainly has gotten a lot of press, but I might be wrong. The studies they have are kind of impressive. The diet's a little restrictive. Increasing polyphenols in the diet is a key. It's difficult. Sometimes it's hard to do. And the diet was about 1,800 calories for men, so men were going to lose weight. 1,500 calories for women, so women were going to go lose weight. Both groups lost weight. Both groups lost intrahepatic fat. But giving up red meat and poultry, is there something magic about duckweed? Well, maybe, but probably not. So before you go to your pond and scare away the waterfowl from eating the plants, decreasing red meat simply does decrease visceral fat loss. And I know the liver king is against it. Well, he really didn't eat red meat, did he? He limited it to two ounces a day. He might have even been slightly green were it not for the maple syrups and hormones he was injecting. But the standard Mediterranean diet will provide you with plenty of polyphenols, plant diversity, And that should be your goal, increasing plants in your diet, be they vegetables, grains, legumes, yes, green stuff, quinoa, chickpeas. Diversity is the key. By the way, did you know that peanuts and thus peanut butter is a legume and that's anti-inflammatory? Yes, think peanuts. And you can also have walnuts because walnuts go in the Mediterranean fruit category and peanuts go into the legume category. Good thing to eat unless you're allergic to them. And red meat is still limited on the Mediterranean diet to four ounces a day, which is about a typical hamburger patty. Red meat, in spite of what the keto and carnivore forks will tell you, is the most inflammatory diet component on earth. Now, my favorite red meat is lamb. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I like red meat. I like hamburgers. So the Mediterranean diet clearly has merit. The green Mediterranean diet, we don't know. The data hasn't been reproduced. And red wine is on the Mediterranean diet. Now I'm thinking I want a glass just to get started on it. But if you have a pond and want to try some duckweed, let me know. <laughs> anyway, please see the blog associated with the podcast, which is available at yourdoctorsorders.com or forq.com. Forq was written by me, Dr. Terry Simpson. And while I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. And if you need to see a doctor, Please see a real board-certified physician, not a functional medicine doctor, and certainly not one of those shirtless salesmen of supplements and scams. 4Q is produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media, Miss Allie Press, and my good friend and the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra. All right, Evo, are you going down to Gilbert to get some duckweed? 
Oh, wait, it's a drink, my friend. It's not that kind of weed. So you made a pot reference, but you missed the opportunity to make the most relevant quack reference ever. Wow, you're slipping, Doc.